I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy Demerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 107. I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant, and today we are going to wrap up our trade show series, if you will. Um, so for the last two weeks, we talked about the trade show booth and how it's been functioning over the holiday season. So we're recording this uh, across November and December, and tis the season for live trade shows. And right now, people are coming out from a traffic perspective and getting attention. And so um, I've been talking a little bit about my experience because my other company, uh, King's Own Reserve, uh, is a, a company that's a, a men's grooming products company. So mainly beard balm, beard wash, things like that. So if you're watching the video and you see my, my beard always looking so good, it's because I use King's Own Reserve. That's a shameless plug. Um, but I want to talk from the sales perspective of the booth. So first we talked about positioning your products. And then second, we talked about how important the story is behind the products when people want to buy. Now today... The third and final piece to this is humor. Now, I had multiple people come up to me at these shows. Now, we've done four shows in about four and a half weeks. And we've had multiple people come up talking about how entertaining we are. Okay, so me and my sales guy, Steve, when we go to a booth, we warn the people beside us, hey, you're in for a show. You're either going to hate us or love us by the end of this thing. Um, because we say the same lines over and over again, we tell the same stories because we're connecting with each individual person. And just like your customers or your prospects, you need to assume that they have no idea about you. And so the little song and dance that we do, we start off with educating them. And in this, we're talking about beards and we're talking about the mistakes that guys make with their beards. And we start off by talking about they wash it too much and they wash it with the same stuff that they wash their hair with. Um, now, what does this do? Well, it can show someone that we know about our product and know about men's grooming, which is great. But you could do it in a really dry way, sound almost insulting potentially, or you can make it fun. And so when I'm talking about this, if I'm speaking to a guy, I'll say, you know, guys make two mistakes. One, we wash our hair. So I'm not going to point out him. I'm going to meet, you know, I'm obviously in the mix too. We wash our hair with the same thing that we wash our beard with. Do you do that? And it's safe to say for him to say yes. Okay. Cause that's going to give me information and I'll say, okay, stop doing that. Okay. It's not good for you. It's your face. You know, you need something more natural. And then mistake number two is we tend to wash our beard just as frequently as our wash our hair. And then I go on, and this is where the, the humor really comes in. I'll say, the ladies have it figured out. They know that they only need to wash their hair once every two or three days. But us guys, sometimes we're a little stubborn, and we just get in our routine, routine and follow it, and we end up washing our hair every single day, and we also end up washing our beard every single day. And this is why your beard's getting dried out and itchy. Does that happen to you? And because I say it in a funny way, they have their guard let down, and they're, yeah, you know what, I do do that, yeah. So it's, it's easier to break down those walls. And 
when I say we as guys, it also makes it feel like I'm not pointing him out for, you know, as having an issue or have made a mistake personally. It's us together. We do this as men. So there's a little bit of relationship building there. But when we come over and there's a, when a lady comes over or a guy comes over with his girl, I include her in it. And, you know, I'll joke around a little bit more and I'll say, you know, us guys, we don't have it figured out. You ladies, you have it figured out. Wash your hair once every two or three days, not every day. We're a little stubborn sometimes, you know, cavemen, raw, raw, wash, you know. Um, and I make a big scene about it and they laugh. And that lets down their guard even more. So those are just a couple of the things. Now, in our lines, they were so effective that I had people ask me if we have the same language on our website. And the reality is we don't, which means I got to go back and fix some things. But some of the lines, like, for example, we're at a trade show. Most people will just stay sitting behind their booth, let people walk by and come in if they want. Well, we're a newer product. We're not well known. We need to grab the attention. And our booth, you know, we, we built it on a budget. Um, if you looked at it, it would take you a couple seconds to know that we're talking about beard products. Okay. That's on me. The design wasn't that great, but we can make up for bad booth design or bad, um, like print marketing. I won't say bad. I mean, the actual stuff is good, but not fully having thought it out because we decided to do the shows pretty, pretty short notice. We can make up for that for being entertaining and being loud and getting people's attention. And so, for example, when somebody walks by, we would say, Hey, do you have a man in your life with a beard? And, you know, this is obviously to someone if we can't see that they have a beard, right? So if ladies walk by, um, we'll say, hey, do you have a man in your life with a beard? And they say, oh, no, no, no. And then we'll joke around and say, oh, well, if you like, ma'am, you know, we can trip one. There's some handsome gentlemen go around here with beards if that's what you're looking for. And they laugh and they giggle. And at least it left a positive experience. Now, if we had a guy come by who has a beard, sir, is that a beautiful beard you're hiding underneath your mask? How do you turn away from that? Right. It's very hard for someone to you know, be offended by that. And it got their attention. Now, the other thing we'll say is if ladies say, no, we don't have a man with a beard in our lives. I would say, oh, well, give it three weeks. Santa will be here. And they start laughing. Or they say, no, I don't let him have a beard or he doesn't want to grow a beard. We say, oh, he's only three weeks away, dear. Right. So these are bringing people in that otherwise might not have been customers. They can still come talk about it. Or. If and we want, if when they say no, he doesn't have a beard, referring to a man in their life, we want to know why. And then we make that funny too. But we need to ask those questions. And until we have the wall broken down a little bit, like nobody likes to be sold to, but everybody likes to buy. So we use the, the humor to break down that wall. So once I say, you know, oh dear, he's only three weeks away. Or she'll say, no, I don't let him have a beard. Oh, well, how come? Oh, I just don't like it. And then we'll say, well, is it because it's like scratchy and itchy and irritates you? Yeah, great. We got a solution for you. Come on over. And we brought in hundreds of people that way. But you need to first break down the walls. You need to have the humor. Okay. Um, I won't tell all the stories that we tell because otherwise, you know, you'll never come to our booth. <laughs> but we, we want to, you know, connect with these people. And so we were even doing demos and we had you know, the gloves on and the sanitizer and all this stuff, but we would let people sample it. So we'd give them a little sample of the beard balm, 
we'd step back so they can pull their mask down and put on the stuff. But then, especially if, you know, if they were with their partner, um, we would say, okay, now, now dear, here's the real test. You leave in, give them, lean in and give them a sniff. And the wives or girlfriends, whatever, would lean in and, and the reactions were almost always, ah, or, mm, right? And then we just go, oh, well, sir, we got a whole case under the table for you here. You can bathe in it if you need to, right? So there's lots of humor. And what it does is like, it just gets people to be more open to conversation. Now, sometimes people are just, you know, they're, they're not going to turn their head. They're going to ignore you or whatever. And it's okay. And you want to make it easy for them to go on if they're not the right fit, right? I, one of my rules is if someone is like walking away, if, you know, I say something to him and he's like, nope, thanks. You know, I want to make sure I say, enjoy the show. Or have a happy holiday and not in a condescending or sarcastic way. Okay. Got to be sincere. We need to build those relationships, even if it's the people not buying. At those shows, I want people to know me as the beard guy, to know us as the beard guys. And that can only be done if we create a consistent experience. So we've got this whole show. We got the song and dance. We're asking if they've got a man in their life with a beard. And if they don't, <laughs> we say, if you like one, we can trip one for you. Okay. So they get giggling. And it slows them down. And when there's more people around the booth, more people will stop. Okay. Now, we talked about having the positioning of the actual different scents um, and how, although that can have an impact, it's probably even more powerful to understand the story behind them, right? Saying, which one's my wife's favorite or which one's my sales guy's favorite or whatever. Um, but having the humor helps define the culture of your brand. So when I was asked, Hey, all the, you know, these jokes that you're, you're saying, are they on your website? Like, is that the language on your website? And I said, no, she said, well, it should be because that's us. Okay. We've over the last four and a half weeks, we've redeveloped the culture of our brand because we've been out engaging with people, creating that humor, making people laugh, making people smile and making customers very excited because our product is phenomenal. But it was so nice to hear it, right? We have gentlemen who had beards down to their waist who loved it. We had guys who, you know, barely had any scruff, but their masks were driving them crazy. And the moisture from the bomb helped their masks uh, be less uncomfortable. We had people um, who were in the military who can now finally have beards and were coming out with a, you know, a scent-free option because they want something to be able to give them the same experience at work, but can't have the scent. So many, many things have come from this and it's been a phenomenal experience. But the biggest takeaway that I want you to take from this series is yes, there's all these different things you can think about the positioning of your product, the testimonials or the validation behind it. But the, the humor is, is such a big part. And all of this can kind of be wrapped up with the bow of, don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone. At the end of each episode, almost each episode, um, I say, get uncomfortable, get results. And this is what we did. We got uncomfortable. We, we would yell it to the, in the crowd. Hey, dear, good day, sir. And sometimes we tweak how we say it. Normally I speak like this, but when I'm getting into humor mode, sometimes I go, good day, sir. And I have a little bit more of a, I don't know, an echo in my mouth or something. But something that makes it, it tells me that I'm in playful mode. It's almost like an alter ego. Now I'm in that mode so I can push myself a little bit further. 
excuse me, dear. And I just tweak my voice a little better how I say it. And it worked very well. And in fact, there were scenarios where there were um, even competing companies who had products much more expensive than ours. And in comparing our sales, we didn't do so bad. Um, I would argue that we probably moved more units than a much bigger company. They have bigger price points, um, you know, bigger marketing dollars behind them. And, and they're, you know, a great company. But our more proactive approach, pulling people in, getting their attention. Do you have a man in your life with a beard? Sir, is that a beautiful beard you're hiding underneath that mask? Okay. Another thing that I mentioned, actually, and I'll share this, uh, because it just happened on the fly. It was in the moment of being creative. Gentlemen would come over. No, I don't have much of a beard and almost shy because they weren't happy with their beard. And I was like, sir, there's only two types of beards in this booth. In progress and in progress. We're very beard positive. And that got them laughing. And it made them more comfortable. And then they're willing to talk to me because I'm not going to say, hey, let me fix your beard. I don't want them to feel bad about their beard. I couldn't grow a beard until I was 35. Right? We just want to help them. And if we can help the growing process be better by giving something that'll help moisturize their skin and make it less itchy, then they're more likely to keep it longer and not cut it. Then we've done our job. Right? So just little things. But, um, you know, get out outside of your comfort zone and, and do that thing. The other piece that I'll add in here, none of this would have happened if we weren't standing in a pile of traffic. Your business, your sales may be struggling because you don't have the traffic. You're trying to make eight sales out of 10 leads. And that's really hard. And you're not going to get them all, right? So you need to go where the traffic is. And sometimes, you know, we've got all these fancy online marketing strategies and the sales funnels and the lead magnets and all this stuff. And that's, that's great if it works for you. But there's also good old fashioned people in person. And so if you can get out to raise awareness, show up physically at a location, especially if your product or service is something that has long-term value. If you're, if it's a recurring fee or, you know, you can upgrade people, things like that. If you can make more money after that initial sale, then it's a no brainer with the beard bomb. They're probably going to buy more at the, you know, at the longest every six months, right? So every time someone buys one unit and it's a great experience, we can make another, well, probably another $50 off them um, in, in that exact, like six months later, I guess. And maybe more if we have more products that, that are complementary to what we're offering, um, things like that. So get out there where the people are. There's traffic at these shows and maybe your offering isn't right for a show that's near you, that's, you know, close to you. Uh, maybe you got to go get creative and find one. There's big software conferences, conferences if you're in the software space. Um, I wouldn't sell my sales consulting services at a Christmas craft show. That wouldn't make sense. But selling a beard balm and a beard wash and some fancy t-shirts that say the best dads have beards, that fits. And so that's what the last four and a half weeks have been for us. But where can I go and sell sales consulting services? Well, I want to be at business conferences. I want to be at a place where, where the audience are business owners or even the other vendors are business owners. So I can talk to them, so I can help them that way. Um, you just want to be in front of people. 
And so if you're in a place where you're trying to make sales, you don't have enough leads and you don't want to go hunting on social media or you feel like you've tapped that out or you don't have the fancy sales funnels, see where you can go to a live show. It could even be a virtual one. It can be a Zoom show. Play Just place where there's other people, people that are your ideal clients. Where are they at? How can you get in front of them and do it cost effectively so that you can create more customers and therefore create a bigger impact? So that's what this is all about. So to summarize, use humor to break down the walls and to attract people in. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And go where your people are. Find out where they're at. Get in front of that audience and just give it a shot. We would not be creating a scent-free beard balm if it hadn't been for being able to talk to hundreds of people. Like literally, maybe even thousands over the last four and a half weeks. We got the feedback. Man, my husband's sensitive to scents. Oh, I'm sensitive to scents. Uh, so my husband can't put on anything that has a scent in it. Or I'm in the military and I need something scent free for work. Or I'm, I work at the hospital, I need something scent free. There's lots of things that we never would have thought of because I spend my day behind this camera on Zoom for most meetings or shooting these shows. I'm not face to face with people talking about beards. So when I'm able to get out there, we've got a whole new product coming. Because the feedback we took. So don't just think about the value of the sale, but also the value of the feedback. Okay, guys? So I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but uh, this is the third of, uh, the third episode in the series of three, all about the trade show and the things that I've learned. And uh, hopefully you can apply these to your sales process. Even if you're not going to a trade show, think about how is your product physically positioned from the psychology of, of what they're looking at. So if it's on a screen, the, I talked about the three box approach in the first video. Okay. Most people will tend to go for the middle product. If you've got three boxes, um, if you have a physical product and they're set side by side by side, if you, you know, one middle is probably going to get more attention. Um, in video number two, we talked about how, even though the positioning is really important, the stories behind it and the third party validation is really, really important. The ones that sold more were the ones that we could say, this is my wife's favorite. Or this is my favorite. They want to know, feel like they know someone that likes this. So they're not the first one liking it. Okay. And then finally, use humor to break down those walls. Put yourself out there. And find your customers and ask them for feedback. Okay, guys, so that is it. That is video number three in our series of three videos about the trade show. I was your host. I am your host. I'm still your host, <laughs> Jeremy Demergent. Um, and this is episode number 107 of Sales Team Rescue. Guys, remember, if you want to catch the replays of this and any other episode, go to salesteamrescue.com. And if you are ready to book your sales team readiness assessment with me, you can find that link over at salesteamrescue.com as well. Remember guys, get uncomfortable, get results, and we will see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. Thank you.